Hi, and welcome to a podcast from Hope Springs Church Coventry. For more, please find us on Facebook at Hope Springs Church or on Twitter, we're at Hope Springs Cobb. Thank you and enjoy. So welcome to this uh, second edition of uh, our latest church series, all about our devotional life um exploring god and and we're seeking to uh, encourage one another encourage you um as as the listener as the reader um just to to engage in that devotional life and see how we can all build each other up um you know as every joint supplies so um today i want to kind of just talk about my own kind of devotional practice uh, which involves a lot of reading uh, so i've been recently reading uh, a book by Ebert Bush. It's the, the the acclaimed sort of introduction to the theology of Karl Barth. It's called The Great Passion. Um, and in it, right up front, he talks about Karl Barth's kind of instinct and, and, and desire that good theology uh, should be like a compass and not like a weather vane. Um, it should always point to the true north that is God revealed in Jesus Christ and not something that is spun around by our own kind of ideas, our own kind of thinking. But it should always just refer to Christ. It should always just point back to him. And so this is sort of uh, where I'm at. My my devotional time uh, is, is basically an engagement with these compasses, these true norths, that these great theologians, these, these great commentators, these great preachers that just endlessly point me back to Jesus. So I begin my devotions um Every day, uh, I find that having a habit is really useful for me. Um, and I begin by reading the Bible. I read a chapter a day. Um, it's part of, you know, the version app on my phone. And I'm just reading the Bible in three years. So that works out to be a chapter a day. And it's slow enough whereby I actually just really encounter and engage with the text. Because um, some of these kind of read the Bible in a year, which I've done many of, you know, you kind of whistle through. Um, a couple of chapters of the Old Testament, a couple of chapters of the New, and, and and to try and keep up with that pace and that consistency, sometimes you don't really appreciate it. But I found a chapter a day works really well for me. So in three years, I'll have read the, the whole Bible. Um, and the cool thing about it is, is that it's so programmatic that I don't get to skip or dodge those awkward bits of scripture. I have to read every chapter in the Bible. And, and that leads me... Um, into all sorts of strange and, and wonderful places and, and gives me all sorts of questions. But to go along with my kind of devotional Bible reading, um, I, I'm a big lover of reading. I really love reading theology um, anyway. And so I, I sit and read theology books along with it with commentaries and all this just to help me engage with the Bible more, engage with the Holy Spirit better, uh, to see Jesus Christ as the revelation of God. And, and so... I kind of I, I read the Bible and I read these these other books and I'm constantly sort of asking questions. These these theologians of past and present, these preachers, these pastors of past and present, they act as guides. So it's a little bit like um, my parents go on safari quite a lot and, and I've never been. It's ever since I've moved out. So not that I'm sore about that at all, that they, they continuously go now and, and I've never been. Um but always they, they don't just kind of go into the, the wilderness of Africa and just hunt around where they, they think like, no, they always go with a guide. A guide knows the lay of the land and knows the animals, knows their patterns, knows their favourite spots. And, and so the guide is able to, to direct 
uh, my mum and dad to the best places to, to have a rich and fruitful experience. Now, in my Christian life, I could I could bumble around uh, mindlessly, uh, thoughtlessly. I could do all the things that I think I'm supposed to do, like read the Bible, pray, worship, um, and, and probably get along fine, I guess. But over, over the years, you know, and I've done that over the years, uh, but now I've come to the point where I'm I'm feeling a little bit more humble, like I've probably been lost one too many times in that vast terrain. And so I'm looking for guides, credible guides. And it's not an unthinking kind of being led. Um, there's a discernment that goes on there. There's always an interaction with the Bible and the Holy Spirit. But I'm turning to these guys, these, these um, well-respected minds that have kind of gone before me they, they could be the saints they could be uh, figures of church history they could be uh, modern greats of theology and and, and, I, and I and I engage in this devotional process of just kind of asking questions of what they write using their responses to what the bible is saying so there's this kind of this conversation this full-blown conversation between myself the holy spirit the bible and the these kind of great saints these great christians that have gone before me uh, just to try and explore further the, the amazing love of God, the superabundant nature of God, and to be further conformed into the image and likeness of Christ. And so I have these these guides, and 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 recently this this kind of devotional practice has played out in a very particular way. Obviously, this year there's been a great deal going a lot going on, you know, with the 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 COVID nineteen pandemic, but also with the with the Black Lives Matter. This idea of um, kind of institutional racism and how we are all kind of part of that how we um if we choose to be open to it you know we, we can we can make a difference we can we can change we can look at ourselves we can reflect so I, I, some of my guides um in the recent months have been guys like martin luther king just reading his 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 writings his sermons his biography or, or um desmond tutu you know, like just his this wonderful rich heart. And then other sort of theologians that, that are kind of coming from a black theology perspective. And I've been interacting with these guys as part of my devotions. And what I found is that as I've leaned in to, to reading them, to understanding them, to asking questions, to prayerfully come before God with my own heart and just being challenged by, you know, the, these sort of wonderfully articulate, brave men and women of God. And I've come to the point where it's like, I think, you know, what if I was in America in the 1960s or if I was in uh, South Africa in the late 80s, early 90s, if I'm honest, if I'm truly honest, and this, is, remember, is part of my devotional time with God. This is part of my prayerful reading. If I'm really honest, you know, I think probably I'd, I'd have been on the wrong side of history. Um, and obviously, like, I, I have to rush on to excuse myself. You know, I have to rush on and say, you know, I am... I think of myself at least as a person of good conscience. I think of myself as somebody who isn't racist. Um, and I, I probably am not particularly racist, but I just think like looking at the situations, looking at everything that was going on in the world at the time, you know, I would have totally uh, erred on the side of the status quo. I'd have played it safe, even though kind of in my heart of hearts, I, I, I fully affirm that all men are created equal. And that there shouldn't be things like the systematic exclusion of entire groups of people based on, you know, their gender, the, the colour of their skin, like their, the, where they've come from, their ethnicity, their religion, whatever. I, 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 I wholeheartedly disagree with that sort of ism, the isms. 
Um, but I just think that knowing myself, I'd have been cautious. I'd have kind of opted out of being part of protests. I'd have opted out of, of being on the forefront of social change. And, and most likely reading the press, um, you know, getting information from various sources, I'd have I'd have gone along with, um, you know, the, the pastors that wrote to Martin Luther King when he was in the Birmingham, Birmingham Alabama jail. And which he wrote that terrific and 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 uh, just jarring letter, the, the the famous letter from the Birmingham jail, and and you know, or if I was in South Africa, I'd have kind of bought into the rhetoric around, you know, Nelson Mandela was a was a convicted revolutionary, you know, like we don't want part of of this, and and I know that my own sensibilities probably lie within kind of law and order within the status quo. And so this really challenged me. And in, in kind of this dialogue with these guides, with Martin Luther King as a guide, with, with Desmond Tutu as a guide, I kind of came to this point of, you know, I've got these ideas about how the kingdom comes, how change happens, what, what my part is uh, as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, and where Jesus is in all these situations. And I kind of found myself being led by this, this, these kindly voices, these insightful prophetic voices. You know, I found myself being led into this repentance. And, you know, repentance isn't, um, or at least it doesn't have to be this kind of guilt-ridden, shamed uh, thing of just endlessly saying sorry before God. It's just a, a turning away, you know, that kind of metanoia, that, that kind of reorientating my mind and my thoughts. Uh, you know, the technical language is, is, is kind of overhauling my epistemology, which leads to a change in my ontology, my being. You know, it leads to a difference in the way I am in the world. And so I found that this kind of, guided reading this devotional guided reading with these guides that have been there before me has led me to this process of you know this this, this process of repentance of of, of of discerning and looking at my own heart before god before with the holy spirit and just just looking at these old ways of thinking that need to change that don't line up with the christ who is revealed you know and so um my, my devotional practice is this this dialogic reading that, that leads me to repentance and it, and it's been such a refreshing thing to just bring up before god you know this is this is the way i feel i am lord you know please change me into the image of christ and i've had these faithful guides in in martin luther king and in desmond tutu um, to guide me there so i just throw this out there you know, how, 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 how do your devotions work out? How does it help you navigate the situations that we're in now as, as a world, as a Christian in this world? How does it help you? How does it change you? How does it how does it reveal Christ in you and to you and through you? So I hope that you are blessed, that you are stirred, that you are challenged and that you are encouraged by this, by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. So go find the true thoughts, set your mind on, on those heavenly things and not on the things of this world and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That is, that's been my experience and I hope that that can be yours as well. In Jesus name. Amen.